Hey guys, welcome to Rec Reflect. Today we're going to discuss volunteers and their experiences during our events and programs. Also have a six-prong approach to using the acronym PLEASE to lead well. Finally, we talk about programming for our volunteers and how to make their experience the best possible. Uh, enjoy. To uh, reflect, Jordan, are you excited to be here, bud? And I am. I volunteer. That's true. You've you volunteered to join us today. Join me today for your podcast. Very good. Uh, well, awesome. Today we are. If you haven't picked it up yet, we are talking about volunteers. They are volunteer vital volunteers, right? All about the V's today. So we're talking about the vital volunteers that help make our organizations successful. Um, and so we're going to discuss, you know, a little bit kind of how you can help volunteers leading the way, ways to make them comfortable and what to do if you have some problems with volunteers too. But I'm going to kind of start off here, Jordan, what are some of your volunteer experiences, either volunteering or working with volunteers? Kind of give me, give me some good stories. Yeah. So I was, uh, so I took a class of mine and we were volunteering with a day camp in the area and we were, we were working with the, the, the people to help set up the physical structure of the, of the camp. And so we are setting up essentially, uh, do you remember at Boy Scout camp, the huge 12 man tents? Oh yeah. We were setting up a vinyl tent like that, but it was essentially four times the size of a 12 man tent. So this is, this is like, uh, not a 48 man tent, like not a camping tent, but a glamping tent. Do you know, gotcha. You know, glorious camping. So glamping. Yeah. And so we're putting it together and it's me. And I remember at the time it was a, a student uh, who's now a rec therapist in El Paso. Her name is Carla Palacios. Uh, we're putting it up and we get there and we're doing it. And the, the people that are leading it walk up. They're like, oh, we've got the young people here. Now we can sit back and, and, and be administrators. And it <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way so hard because I was like, oh, I definitely don't want my kids thinking that's how you lead. <laughs> because it was just like, oh, that's like the same thing. If if you hear in an organization, like, why do we do that? And if they say because it's the way we've always done it, I'm like, oh, yes, no, oh, honey, no, oh, honey, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and and like those are the worst ones too, because you know, essentially, volunteers are just, dude. This is my time. This is like my leisure time. You know, I'm not working. I'm not. Uh, I'm I using the very, and you know how it is in the world now, like we have so very little time available to do things. So the, the fact that you're willing to go out there and volunteer and, and do work is you have got to treat those guys like they're just champions. And I think that sometimes we forget that a lot. And especially it sounds like in your scenario, like, man, you just forgot to shower with praise is the right word or just really appreciate them. But like you, you can't thank volunteers enough. Does that make sense? You just really can't thank volunteers enough. Percent. This, I mean, for for your big events, they're your lifeblood. They're they're the ones that are going to make sure you can't do everything by yourself. Good volunteers will make or break a good event or any of them. Mm-hmm. And so, I have actually a specific six pronged approach of how we work with those volunteers as leaders. Love it. So it's a uh, it's it's. First, you got to start with please, P L E A S E, lead well. So you got to you got to you got to be nice about it. And so the P is presence. 
you got to be physically present. Um, I don't know if you've ever had a boss before. Uh, I, I remember every, usually everybody has a boss at some point. Usually if they're very young that uh, you get a job and they're just never around. Mm-hmm. You have to be physically around. Like you have to have a presence in the workspace, but also you have to have like a relationship presence with the person. Like you, yeah. you have to be physically present. That's the first barrier. And then the next one. You've yeah, got- and I, I'm going to add on something real quick to that if you're good. I, I always say like, I love, I, I want to be able for when somebody walks into a room, whether they've worked with me or not, to be like, that's a guy I, I can go to for help, you know? And so like that presence of being able to like, you know, when people say like, hey, who can I go to for help? Like you, you, the, the guy who's present, you know, like you said, the presence being able to be there, showing up right then there. So I love that one, presence. Keep going. Uh, the, the second is listening. You've got to be able to listen. So you make volunteers feel well cared for it. And I think you mentioned that earlier is that you, you make them feel well cared for because you listen. Like if they say, hey, I have a problem or I have an issue with this, if you don't listen to them, you are going to miss out on so many things because it's your boots on the ground people that are going to see things from the micro level scale. They're going to see like, this is an example of one of my students caught this is at a camp. There was a, uh, a situation where uh, there was an archery range that set up and it just shot out into an open field uh, and there were no barriers to keep people from running into the archery range. And, yeah. and just so we're clear, that's not good. That's the hundred. That's a kill zone. And uh, one of your things, for, you know, I don't know if this is a industry standard, but uh, the like having someone get super injured is not something like a goal or an outcome that you want from your event. You you want quite quite the opposite. <laughs> quite the opposite. So uh, you have to listen to your people, and that's not just like okay, here I'm going to give you your five minutes, and then you're out of the out of the door. But, like you just even in passing, like. You have to be intentional with listening. And so I, th- I like that earlier you said you got to make people feel like they're cared for. Not just mm-hmm. feel for the, like they're cared for, but you have to care for people. Absolutely. And then you have to show empathy. So that's the E and the, and the first E in the please. Empathy. You got to show empathy for volunteers because I don't know about you, man, but I, I mean, right, right now, my time is so limited. So if I'm giving my free time to help with an event or help with something, like I, I want to know that my time is valuable to others too, because I could be spending this time on anything else, but I'm choosing to do it here. And so just having a little empathy of like, hey man, it's frustrating if I'm one of five people at the station and three people don't show up, that's me and another person doing all the work for five people. And that's frustrating. Yeah. And, at the very least, you could say, man, yeah, that really stinks. I don't like it either. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Commiserating. Uh, okay. Yeah. The A is affirmation. You got to make people feel like they matter. Not just care for, but like they matter. And that's really like when you're explaining their role in the event. If I've been a part of events where the people at the lowest level weren't really ex- – they didn't get explained to why they were important. And then – then they didn't know why they were important. So they didn't do their job well. And the the end result is that something small can become really big and negatively impact your event. Give me an example, uh, something that you might not think is uh, like, 
like when you think of running event, what are the, like the top three things that you think of? Will? uh, safety for one itinerary and staffing. So staff, so all those things, well, and I consider volunteering part of staffing. I, I should probably make that clear. Just like people in the places they need to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. But with affirmation, like you, the person that is in charge of uh, renting and making sure the porta potties are set up at a great location. I mean, you, you want to find out how people can get really hacked off real quick. Don't have bathroom facilities for them to go mm-hmm. with, for an event that's lasting over 45 minutes. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. And then, so that's affirmation. And the next is serenity. Now serenity now is being the person in the room who's the calmest. Yes. Like that, like they, the people that are around you will feed off your energy if you're the leader. And so if you come in, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you come in and you see somebody who's the leader in there, they're running super hot that makes tensions rise. And so uh, you want to keep the tip, be a thermometer. Is it a thermo? No, be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Like you set the tone while a thermometer like stress reads it. Like, I don't remember, I, I remember one of the times, uh, do you remember when we would do burger burn? Oh, yeah. Um, well, one of the things that always happened, we'd do burger burn at camp on Wednesday nights, uh, but there were three weeks that first summer where it was a torrential downpour for three weeks. And so we couldn't set up the grills. And so I remember um, uh, someone that we knew on camp staff would get really frustrated and freaked out, and it just bled into the rest of the staff. Mm-hmm. But like, hey, you know what? Like, you can't you can't control the rain. Like, that's not something you can control. So don't worry about it. Let's just find a fix. And so, it would have been a lot better um, for that that leader just to be calm. Like, okay, well, we're gonna have to move it. We're moving in, yeah. rather than just but freaked out at everyone. I think I think so far out of all the the five out of the six you said so far, this one's probably my favorite one because like, there's just nothing worse to me than that leader who's just like like blaming people and freaking out and just like, nah, 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 you know, like you're, like you're saying, it's just, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. There's no, and, and like the, the ship's captain, right? The, the ship's going down or something's going on. Like your captain has got to stay calm and you've got to be willing to make good, fast, smart decisions, right? Efficient decisions to help make things go the way they need to go. So I really like that one. Serenity now is a great one. Man, yeah, absolutely. So the the next one and last one is expectations. So that's P L E A S E expectations, and you've got to be clear with your expectations. When you're not clear with expectations, people don't know what you want from them, and they have role conflict. They're like they don't know, and also that's even if they do know what they're supposed to be doing, you got to like, hey, these are the expectations for your job. And if they don't do it, you got to, maybe you got to hold some people accountable because this is at the end of the day, this is maybe a community event or this, this event is not for the people that are running the event. The event is for the people doing the event. And so Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes people can get involved in things and they, they feel like they have a little ownership of it. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, they want to be there. They want to be a part of it. You know, we've all probably been that volunteer experience where it's like, we pulled this off, you know, or like we helped y'all pull it off. So I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. They're like, yes, absolutely. It's they, they, they helped with doing it and you couldn't have done it without them, but 
at the end of the day, the event is for the people as participants, not the people working the event. And so if I've, I've seen it before, it was a, it was like a carnival, like a, like a fall carnival, kind of like a round Halloween type of thing. And there was a lady that had been working there for 20 years and she's punching the, the tickets for the, the hayride. And a little girl wants to go back on the hayride and she, she, she goes up and asks if she can get back on the hayride. Well, the, 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 the lady who's punching the tickets said, no, you can't, you need to go to the back of the line. Well, the little girl misunderstood and said, well, why can't I go on right now? But she meant like get in line. And the lady's like, because this is like, this is my area and I'm the boss here. And so you need to get your stuff and you need to get out of here. This wow. say little girl, she was probably 11, 10 years old. She got really frustrated and uh, she went and got her mom. And I remember her mom went to the, the leader and kind of tried to engage like, hey, w- what's going on? Like, what what's happening? Remember that like the, the leader having to go to the lady that was punching the tickets and have to like, hey, like this is the, the event is for like community engagement and for families to come and have fun. Like what you just did is created a negative experience for that kid and a negative experience for their mom. Why are they going to want to come back to our event next year? Right. Like how many, how many events are there going on around Halloween at any given week? I mean, there's a, a, if you live in a big enough city, there's something. Yeah. Yeah. Thing you Here can in DFW, it's like, Every weekend, there's something during during non-COVID time up here in DFW. You can just you can always pick your weekend and have something every weekend, some kind of event to go to every weekend up in the North Texas area. You know, it feels like there's almost you could spend four days, you can spend an entire week trying to get all those things done, and you won't be able to to go to them all because there's just so many. So expectations, you got to be clear and like, hey, this is your role. And when people don't don't follow that, sometimes you know, sometimes it's hard, but I think. At some point, if volunteers aren't following the guidelines that you set for them, you may have to cut them loose with like, hey, man, we love you and we wish we wish you well, but like it's just not working out. Yeah. Well, and then like expectations is a big one because, you know, I notice a lot of times it's a good majority of the volunteers we get is a kid showing up like, hey, you know, I'm from high school. I need some volunteer hours for this or that, you know, NHS or band or my sports team, whatever. And so it's like, here's this 15, 14 year old kid, 15, 16 year old kid that their, their, their parents just dropped them off and they're running around like, uh, what do I do now that I'm here? And if we don't have clear cut expectations for them, nothing is worse than like a bored teenager as some kind of volunteer experience. Right. And I, I can't blame them. Right. You can't blame somebody who's 15 years old showing up on Saturday morning and wanting to help out. And then, then just not knowing at all what to do and not having expectations of what they should be doing. And it's just, it's frustrating. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's such a fun like example of like, Hey, like it's not the 15 year old's fault that they got bored because you didn't give them anything to do. So yeah, that's a hundred percent. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit about what else can we do to make sure not only because we've been talking about how to lead volunteers, but we, we want to also think about what are their experiences as volunteers in your experience, how can we make sure that both the participant and the volunteer 
get the most out of the event? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and like you said, our main goal, first off, is to make sure the participant is safe and having a good time, right? And we want them to walk away having had a good time. And I think the main goal for volunteers, to me, is to make sure their time is worthwhile. And they feel like the time that they've dedicated is a worthwhile thing for them to get to do. And I think a big thing with that, with that is, um, you know, be ready to have these stations. Like, hey, I need five people at the the dunk booth helping out whoever wants to head over that way. You five, you're good friends. And one thing that really bugs me, just kind of a side note, is when it's like, okay, make sure you're not with your friends when you volunteer. Like, you know, people will be like, well, split up because you know each other kind of thing. Like, no, no, no. Like, you want them to be around their friends. It's not that, as long as they're not being, you know, distracted or whatever. But they, they have, tend to have more fun if they're with somebody they know they're kind of more comfortable and so kind of going back to that it's like to me it's we want to make sure their experience is worthwhile and they get a pulse of what the event is like you know nobody wants to be the the trash pickup person all the time right now some people might have to do that every once in a while but you want that person to get a pulse of what the event is like and how their being there their presence has helped make the event happen does that make sense? So I'm kind of going with that. Hundred percent. Yeah. They they want to know yeah how they contribute to it. So. Yeah. yeah. How how can you walk away and tell your friends like oh yeah I got to go to the trick or treat trail and my job was to help out the kiddos on the bouncy house and they all loved it so much and they had such a great time and you know it was up to me to send them up there and then my guy up there with the top would slide down and just having that story to tell that experience to tell to someone and being like, yeah, it was, it was a really, really good time. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That makes me think of how many events would be so much better if that was programmed into the volunteer experience instead of maybe being an afterthought for some people. So I, I'm, that's, that's bringing up a lot of thoughts. All right. Well, we'll we're we're wrapping up our time together, but I'm going to give you the last word. The most important thing that we should think of when we think about volunteers in recreation. Yeah, I, I really like the the please acronym to me. All those hit really well. But I'll go back to the serenity now. And um, as a lot of you know, when we're at some kind of big special event, it it'll seem like things are on fire, right? It'll seem like things are going crazy. And if you are the captain of the ship, be that person who stays calm because people are going to be coming to you left and right. And so managing your expectations with volunteers and making sure they feel like they have a pulse on the event and that what they're doing, volunteering their time, put your stuff in their shoes, make sure you realize that like they can be doing other things and they are here. And so treat them with the, the way we need to and, and be calm and stay calm and be the captain of that ship during some kind of special event and your volunteers and your staff will follow. All right. Thanks, Will. Talk to you later, brother. Mm -hmm.